So um, we're kind of in a one-week chunk, just all by its own little lonesome, because I'm really excited to start the next series, and the next series is next week, beginning of June, and that series is going to be called Seven Day Shout. I'm really excited about it. I'm going to tell you what it is. You've got to be here to find out what it is. I'm really excited about that. Uh, but before we get there, just kind of looking at this, this one Sunday all by its little lonesome, and I'm so thankful for Mike Hoffman from the Brevard Baptist Association filling in preaching last week, and, and Ben Bowman, who's up here again today, um, leading worship as well last week, and um, I'm so thankful for those guys and, um, and our band and our teams and all that kind of stuff um, stepping away. It's you guys. I'm thankful for you. And uh, I had a chance to, to get away, and I know that not everybody follows me on Facebook, and I'm okay with that. I, I only cry a little bit. I only cry a little bit. Um, but I had a chance to get away over the past couple weeks. It was over really the last week, and I, these plans were in motion before um, we even knew that Lisa, my wife, was pregnant. So I've been waiting for this for a long time. I hadn't been camping in two years. I kind of want to just share a little bit about that, and that's hopefully going to set up... Um, where we're at today and, and where I'm at. So we, we go up to this place in, in North Georgia. No, you can't have my spot. This is my spot. You've got to find your own spot uh, up in the Chattahoochee National Forest. It's called Noontula. And the Noontula Creek and the Chester Creek run right there together, um, right beneath, um, right above, actually, Springer Mountain and the beginning of the Appalachian Trail. So uh, there's a picture from that. That creek is literally right next to our campsite. We can go to the next one. I'm just... There it is. That was our campsite. So you can see the creek in the background, and we're literally, the creek to us is closer than this back wall is to our tents. You talk about a white noise, talk about putting baby Josh to sleep. Oh my gosh, that's what'll do it. So we hiked up to Long Creek Falls. There's a sign, if you can't read, it says Long Creek Falls on the Appalachian Trail, and there's Long Creek Falls. Uh, just a beautiful place, uh, good to get away. And for, uh, there's that, where the Appalachian Trail crosses um, there, uh, right at that creek. And in this last one, the butterflies were everywhere. It was like this magical experience this, this past time. And there were literally hundreds and hundreds of butterflies everywhere, um, just flying around us and down by the creek. And um, so I just I took a picture of that. And so, yay, butterflies. But I got a chance to, to get away. And I, like I said, I haven't been camping in two years. And this place is so remote. It's about 40 minutes away from the closest gas station and about an hour and 15 minutes away from the closest city. Or should anything happen, um, we'd have a distance to go and someone might not make it. We had one of those moments this year. I've been camping with the same bunch of guys uh, for the past uh, couple of times. And, and we were walking over. We thought it would be a good idea. We're Florida boys. And I haven't been in Georgia in a, a few years since we moved back down here. Uh, but, we, you know, the Florida, you know, the heat settled in my brain. We thought it would be a good idea to walk down by the, by the creek in our shorts and our flip-flops. And we're crossing over logs and walking down. And right as I about get to cross over a log, I have this moment of, <gasps> and a word may have tumbled out that I didn't mean to, and I said, Jeff, freeze. And Jeff had literally come this close to a copperhead right on the other side of that log who, didn't, who did not strike him. So we got real lucky, and we're like, <gasps> let's go back. And we all took a deep breath, and, and so Lisa doesn't like it because we're out of cell phone range out that far, but it's a great... It's a great way for me to just kind of get out and unplug. So I'm thankful for the time to be able to do that. And, and while I was out there, and this is kind of where this is coming from, before we dive into this next series, I was kind of like, I just kind of want to, needed a pause today. That's just me. And, and maybe you feel like you need a pause today too. But I had a lot of time to be out there and, and reflect and no cell phone service. So even if I wanted to, 
you know, no one could call me and I couldn't call out, which again is the part that Lisa doesn't like. She's especially like, now that I'm pregnant and you're still going, you know, uh, she, wasn't, she wasn't happy. But we survived. We're here. And she found out about the copperhead, you know, after, of course. So, um, and I had, a, I had a time to reflect on a lot over the last year. I had a time to reflect on um, my dad's passing, which is not quite a year ago. I had a time to reflect on some, some ups and downs that we've had. Here's the joys of watching it growing and some tough decisions we've had to make and had an ability to also uh, reflect on what it may be possibly like to prepare for our first child um, coming up here in August. A son, a boy. And um, so I felt like I just needed to pause today. I want to read, if you have your, your Bibles, you can turn them uh, to a book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 3. We're going to be reading verses 1 through 8, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. And this is just kind of where my heart is this morning. And uh, Jessica Gandy, our uh, administrative director, we had, our, we had some new pictures taken for our, our, our website that Nick Paris took. And we were, um, we're at downtown taking some pictures, and I'm just standing there, and Jessica's like, I thought you went away. Like, is this you refreshed and recharged? Because I'm just like chilling. I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay. <laughs> and this is just kind of where I'm at this morning. Verse 1, for everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away. There's a time to tear, and a time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. This book, Ecclesiastes, was written by King Solomon, son of David, King Solomon. And in in my perspective, it it probably comes at the end of his life. Because you can read right there at the end of the very last couple couple paragraphs of the entire book. He says, for what it's worth, all is said. It's like his last breath, last words to his son. And this is before his son, then Rehoboam, ascended the throne after King Solomon. And ten out of the twelve tribes didn't recognize King Rehoboam. And they split. So you have the northern kingdom of Israel, and then the southern last two tribes that still aligned themselves with the lineage of David. And he had the two tribes that became um, the southern kingdom of Judah. And if you know lineage Judah, you know, out of David's line, then we get... Mary, Joseph, Jesus, yay, so that worked out well. But just reflecting on this, this passage, um, I just want to say a couple of things today. I'm not going to talk long, but I hope it sinks in. Um, it's intentional, but I want to hopefully, we've been talking about a worship course on Thursday night. This is intentional, but I hope and pray for you that this morning that the Holy Spirit is the inspiration. It's not me, it's the Word of God. And so I'm not going to talk long. I just have a few points this morning out of this passage. See, when we do something, this when, a time for this and a time for this, when we do something, 
It's just as important as doing that something when we do it. There's a time for what? War and peace. There's a time for love and hate. There's a time to plant and pull up what is planted. And and basically what we realize is that when we do things, matters to God. There's a time and a season for everything. And a few verses later in chapter 3, King Solomon goes on to write, and everything is beautiful in its time. And my dad, uh, talking about you know, reflecting on him and his passing not quite a year ago, though he was not perfect, he seemed, at least to me, to, to understand this mentality, this ecclesiastical mentality, better than most people I've known. And for Sarah out there this morning, there's a time to graduate and a time to go to college, right? So that's your time. But then Kim and Paul, there's a time for weeping, right? When Sarah goes away to that college. And Sarah may be laughing, but... You may be weeping, you know, and James is in a whole other category of freedom. Yeah, James, her brother. You know, there is a time to mourn the loss of a loved one. There is a time to fight for what you believe. There is a time to mend that broken friendship. There is a time to laugh and dance and scream. And you know what? There's also a time to do none of those things. time to break down and a time to build up. Here in verse 3, going to verse 4, a time to weep and a time to laugh. And It's a great reminder for you and for me that yes, life is going to have some weeping, but it's not all weeping, right? It's not all sadness because there's also a time for joy, a time for laughter. There's a time to mourn and a time to dance and dancing at a funeral will probably be pretty weird, right? There's a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. There's a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. And a lot of the commentaries on this one verse there about casting away stones and gathering stones together, they kind of really don't know what it means because they they, they figure out, well, Solomon already talked about a time to break down and a time to build up. And a time for war and a time for peace and and all those other things. What is this casting stones and gathering stones thing? And from at least my perspective, the way I I read that... I think, let's remember who King Solomon's father is. It's David. And what did David do when he had to go fight the giants? He what? He went to the riverbank, right? And he gathered stones. He collected stones. And he cast away the stones that weren't going to work, right? So from my mentality, there's a time to prepare for the things you're about to do. I think he's writing about his dad there. There's a time to seek and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. There's a time to keep silence and a time to speak. And man, couldn't Facebook learn a thing or two from that one verse right there, right? There's just a time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love. And yes, a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. I simply want us to walk out of here this morning with this one, maybe a couple thoughts. You are somewhere in your life right now, a large season of your life. These seasons, a time for this and a time for this, and a time for this and a time for this. You are somewhere in a season this morning. Do you know where that season is? Is it a time for weeping? Or is it a time for laughing? Is it a time for war? Or is it a time for peace? Is it a time to plant something, to, to build seeds in someone else's life, or is it a time to call it quits? 
What would your and my week coming up look like if we stopped, if we took a pause, and we simply asked God this question before we talked or before we acted? And we asked, Lord, what is it a time for? What is it a time for? Before we open our mouths and get our, ourselves in trouble, husbands, you know. But before we, we go down this road and say something we, we don't mean. But before we act and do something selfishly or out of anger. If we simply just took a pause and said, God, what time is it for me to do or say or not do or not say? Imagine how radically different our marriages and our lives could look. Our relationships with our kids. Is it a time to discipline or time to give them grace? Is it a time to rejoice with someone and maybe be the joy for someone who's a little bit down? Or is it a time to meet them right where they're at in their sadness with a pain that they feel that you can barely empathize with? What would it look like if our next week was simply walking through day by day, minute by minute, hour by hour, asking this question, God, what is it time for? See, I think my week could look a lot different. Lisa knows my week can look a lot different. She's like, it's time you finish that nursery that you said you were getting ready to. I'm like, yeah, this is where this is coming from. I'm just being real today. It's a time for me to finish the nursery. It's a time for me to finish the things that I said I was going to do. Because we've got a baby on the way, and baby's going to be here whether we like it or not. Boom, here he is. It's a time for me to do those things that I said I was going to do. What is the time for you for this morning? Is it a time to what? And I don't know where you're at in your, in your life, but over the last few years, I, I've kind of learned to think differently. You see, I, I think in years, right? I plan in months, and I live in days now. And it's not just the rush, rush, I want to get through this week of school, I want to get through this or that or the other. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think the long shot, the long picture, the big season of my life. What is that going to look like? And what is yours going to look like? And all these seasons and ups and downs in between. And I've got to get better about asking this question, God, what is it time for? Is it time for me to speak and take action? Or is it time for me to just be and listen? And I don't know where you are in... In, in your personal seasons, in your personal life this morning. But I do know one thing is true out of all these time for this, and time for this, and time for this, and time for this. I know one thing is true for every single person in this room this morning. It is time. There is a time, and that time is now, to be with God again. Amen. And maybe you've never left Him. Or maybe this week you felt like you've been so far away from His presence, you don't know what happened. There is a time this morning. Because you and I need God. We need to be asking God this question. God, what is it time for? God, give me an ecclesiastical mindset for my life this week. Before I act, before I speak, before I, I do anything. Stop. Pause. Go on a mental camping trip in your brain if you have to. Borrow my pictures. Just be like, look where my pastor went, right? Whatever you need to do, be like, just go into that space. Take a deep breath and say, God, what is it time for? Does this make sense today? 
again, it's just me being real, and I'm, I'm super excited for next week, but today I just needed to pause. Say, God, what is it time for? And I'd really encourage you and me to ask this question, not hourly, minutely, every, every situation, every moment. Say, what is it time for? Could your relationships and your marriages look different? Absolutely. Maybe you wouldn't even argue about what DVD you're going to watch or something simple, right? Of course, you're going to argue about where to eat. Everybody does that. But what if, how different it could look? How different of a small little impact is asking this one question this week could make? God, what is it time for? But before we get out of here this morning, the one thing I know, like I said, is true. It is time for you and me to be with Jesus. To be in His presence. To be together in His presence. To take a deep breath. To pause. Seek His face. Say, God, what is it time for in my life? I'm going to invite the band back up as we close in song. And as they come up, I just want to, just want to pray for us. Heavenly Father, just help us take a deep breath today. That pause. To just be in your presence. God, what is it time for this morning? For each of us. What is it time for in our lives? What season are we in? What season is our family in? God, we need you this morning. More today than we did yesterday. And we'll need you more tomorrow than than even today. So we just lean into your strength this morning. We lean into your wisdom. Help us not to just get to to the end of our lives and be like, wow, I really missed the boat on that. Because I didn't stop and I didn't ask the question, God, what is it time for me to do? What is it time for me to say? What is it time for me to be? God, we are your people this morning. I pray that each one of us in here would just be able to return to you. In our own individual, unique, personal ways that you interact with each one of us. Because you look out at each one of us and here and out there and say every single one is unique and every single one is special. And I desire more than anything to have that relationship to walk with each and every one of these unique, special people. I just wish they knew to ask that question. What is it time for? And and when we do that, God, we put you back to where you should be in our lives. The king in charge of who we are. In charge of our life's direction. Because we're stopping and we're asking, God, I want to follow your will. Your way, not mine. So tell me what it is you want from me. Tell me what time it is for me to do or say this thing. God, I ask that each one of us in here would be drawn to you this morning. To a closer relationship ask within the deepest heart of our hearts to be with you. It's in your heavenly name we pray. True Life Church says,